When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So let's get to, to a gentleman. Should affirmative action be allowed in the U.S.? As always, we'll begin with our quick fire round, 30 seconds each to allow your initial stance on the matter, and we'll pick up the conversation now from there. So, uh, Dr. Dubinga, please take the lead. Your 30 seconds are on. Well, first of all, the fact of the matter is that America has always had affirmative action and has had affirmative action for white people. When you people have come to, white people that came to America, going back to Western expansion, they were granted plots of land. When you look at other forms throughout its history, there have always been provisions made to help white people get ahead of the in this society. Furthermore, white women have benefited from affirmative action more than any other group in our society. And lastly, there still is affirmative action for white people at Harvard University through legacy admissions where the people who are admitted don't have to be qualified. They have to be children of people who are influential. So it's like comparing Judge Ketanji Brown Jackson to a Jared Kushner, for example. And so those policies still exist. Both my parents got doctorates from Harvard. Yeah. When I applied, I didn't get in. We didn't have the complexion of connection. Complexion of connection. Uh, Joe Bob, your thoughts. Uh, you know, I'll keep this brief for the opening part. Uh, yeah. Racism is racism, regardless of whether or not you think it's proactive or regressive. Uh, the United States as a whole says, hey, you can't be racist, and the Supreme Court upheld that decision. Now, I can probably agree, and we'll probably get into this on the whole legacy admission stuff. Uh, I think that's also wrong. But the whole idea that you're going to discriminate against certain races in order to give preferential treatment to other races shouldn't, shouldn't be allowed in the United States, regardless of what race you are. Last but not least, Dan Perry, your take. Um, it's it, it's it's a question of it's a question of the the ideal world versus the real world. Of course, colorblindness uh, and uh, individualism are excellent principles, but reality requires a bit more nuance. Affirmative action is based on the idea that uh, past achievement does not always reflect potential because certain, uh, and true merit, because certain marginalized groups haven't had the chance and therefore they need a leg up or a second look. Uh, how to do it and how much to do it uh, is of course the big question. So with, as with most things in life, a balance is required. Yes, the veil of ignorance uh, taking center stage uh, uh, once again. And gentlemen, let's uh, feel free to interact from this point on onwards. And, and before we, we, we get uh, to the basic notion of, of whether it is just or not. Uh, Dr. Dubinga, um, has affirmative action failed? Well, it depends on what people are looking at as failure. And one of the challenges when people look at affirmative action is that they always associate it with black students only or black people if you're talking about the, the corporate world. Uh, they only look at it that way. But we also have to be mindful of the fact that people always attach affirmative action to un- qualified black students. And as Mr. Perry was saying uh, just a moment ago, he talked about giving people a second look. In many situations, it's giving students a first look. People who are normally would not, like a Clarence Thomas, who normally because of where they were attending school or the community that they were in, were not going to be able to make it through the application process at Harvard because they didn't have the resources and the knowledge base. And so when you look at people like a Joy Ann Reed, a very popular news host in the United States, she talks about how people from Harvard 
came to her school and interviewed her. She already had the grades. She was already a stellar student to see if she would be a good fit for the campus. So to do things like that, I don't believe that that's a failure. And even when you look at this case with Harvard, the last two points I made, uh, I will make, many Asian students didn't have a problem with the policy. And then lastly, when you go to UNC, you're going to see a decline in black students, but you're not gonna see a change in the taxpayer base because that's a public school. Black people and white people playing the same tax rate, but the admissions are gonna be better for white people. Admissions to college is not just about test scores, it's about the well-rounded student. But, but it's, know, uh, yeah, many please. these students have the test scores yeah. as well. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Joe, Bob, please. Yeah. You, you know, there's a lot of components to getting into college, and uh, race is the only thing they took out of the equation. Mm. Uh, Clarence Thomas, in his uh, in his writings on this, said that you can still say that I grew up in a difficult situation, I had a family that didn't have any resources, or whatever you want to say, and that can all be taken into consideration. Why race has anything to do with those particulars uh, is beyond me. There are rich black people in this country, there are poor black people. There are uh, rich Joe Asians, Bob, there are I, poor I can... Asians, there are rich white people. People, there are poor white people. So to say assist. that the color of your skin is solely determinative of how you can achieve in this culture is not accurate. Uh, look, I, I can help you out here because there's a reason why people think that. There is an enormous income gap in the U.S. And, and an even greater and completely inadmissible wealth gap. And it's understandable if you're talking about immigrants who came from poor and underdeveloped countries. But 10 generations down the road, if this is persistently the case, and if it diminishes not with great speed, then clearly there has been a failure. Ellie, it's not affirmative but action that's failed. That it's that's American society that has failed. Uh, and clearly there is an education failure. Clearly there is uh, uh, not enough being done in terms of frameworks and incentives. And, and therefore, a corrective action is needed. This is a matter of semantics, But can really. you fix an injustice with an injustice? That's the, that's the, 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 the basic question. Well, the idea is that it isn't necessarily an injustice. Because if you are... It, it's um, clearly making a special effort to identify the future yeah. potential of people who have not had the chance to show past achievement because they come from inner city schools which do not provide the same education Job. as fine private schools then then obviously you're just attempting in some way to level the playing field i do admit that that it, it can feel terrible uh, to people who were once dominant and now you know now are the beheaded aristocrat but uh, th there is an mm -hmm. argument that the societal good is to increase the amount of happiness uh, for the greatest number of people, and that's uh, John Stuart Mill, it's not me speaking. Well, one is you're, you're assuming that the affirmative action has worked. In terms of uh, the income, the average income of varying minorities, anybody who's received affirmative action doesn't seem to actually have helped because a lot of times they're comparing it to the white counterparts and not the top. Well, guess what? The top has changed, and Asian Americans and Indian Americans are at the top of the earning standards. So it, it doesn't really make sense that it, you would work on that sense. Now, I can agree with you. That's there are some true. educational that's, that's, that's problems that exist in the country. There's, there's educational problems, but they exist a lot in urban areas, which you're correct, a lot of those areas are black. But the left in the United States has consistently and continually been against school choice and getting kids out of failing government schools, which probably would help more minorities get into okay. colleges on let's, merit. Let's be realistic. Let's be realistic. Those if somebody who, if somebody who speaks in schools 
as somebody who speaks in schools across the country, public, private, and charter Me schools, too. the fact of the matter is that there's a, a, a real um, uh, not uh, and, uh, and not equal distribution of resources. We put ourselves in situations where if you want to talk about our schooling systems and our urban education system, the, the policies that are in place to fund our school systems based on our taxpayer, based on our income, we, we have our, our, we fund our schools based on income. So if I'm in a poor neighborhood in DC, and then I drive up the street to a richer neighborhood in, in, in Washington, DC, neither one, none of the students in any of those schools did anything to deserve the, the facilities that they have. But if one group of parents makes uh, $2 million a year and the other groups of parents make $20,000 a year, the people who make $20,000 a year deserve to have a poorer school, and that sets up what Ketanji Brown-Jackson called an intergenerational transmission of inequality. And so we have to be mindful of that. And when you couple this with the decision on student loans, you're making a further, and remember, Ronald Reagan wanted to have more of this uh, college tuition increase because he wanted to have fewer undesirables at these universities. So that double whammy is pushing people further out of having an opportunity to get into this. And when I talk in my book, Lies About Black People, I'm talking specifically about how we've attached affirmative action to the face of black underachievement when mm. it has been nothing of the sort. People like Clarence Thomas, who was a high achiever, who was very qualified, he is the face of affirmative action. And many black people and other groups who have benefited from that they may not be at the top of the income income scale, but they are definitely better off than when they where they would be without these policies. And, and by the way, Joe, no, there are no, various studies that show true. how affirmative action has had results. One of them is the graduation gap that shows that, for example, stays, uh, in, in, in areas and in schools that have affirmative action, it has fallen from 10 percent to 5 to 6 percent. I'm, I'm not sure why that would be funny. Uh, and, and also, by the way, the income and wealth inequalities, which I bemoaned earlier on, are diminishing, uh, just not fast enough. You could argue that affirmative action has had something to do with that by creating um, uh, more polished people from minority backgrounds that are ready for the workplace, and obviously that attaches to income. But realistically, there is not a problem in America of uh, overall of white people uh, having no access to wealth. White people control... Uh, uh, I think $124 trillion worth of wealth in the U.S. compared to less than $10 trillion for black people. And that's about four to one on a per capita basis. Yeah. It's just not the problem. The problem is angry, seething masses of minority people who have reason to be unhappy. And uh, I, I fail to see why we would celebrate uh, the removal of one of the methods that we have tried to ease the problem. Their skin. Yeah, there's a right to celebrate that. Please, Joe Bob. Yeah, continue. Well, first things first, if you're going to go with arbitrary statistics as graduation rates, when you lower the bar for a Gap. bunch of different yeah. areas across schooling, across the state of California specifically is a great example of D's get degrees nowadays. It's it's a difficult thing to look at there. Uh, but when you're talking about eliminating the, Bush, the ability was for Yale, people to judge George, based George entirely on the color of their skin, that's the Yale. whole point so of the country. We don't want to talk have people entirely judged on their skin color. Let's go with merit and I may, maybe this makes me a bad person I believe that minorities can succeed in a meritocracy oh my gosh Jared you Kushner know, did not of... get into Harvard on merit you're talking about kids who are going to school with I their parents name on the building so if you're gonna agree so, with so, you. so if you agree with me Stop going to the merit argument because no, no, seventy no, percent of legacy of, of, of white students at Harvard are legacy admissions they may not be qualified. 
But their parents oh, guys, it, it, isn't, it isn't exactly true, by the way. The Harvard study showed that there is a preference for legacy people, and we know that. Uh, nobody yep. thinks they got in oh, having no and merit fitting the purely because of legacy. legacy. It's getting heated right before we need to take a break. A few minutes, and we'll be back with the summit. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs> 